Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of our five-part series with Marianella from Farmers Project. Marianella, we're talking about direct trade. We have talked about what it is and the financial reality of direct trade. Now, what we kind of want to talk about is where direct trade breaks down. What are some of the failures of direct trade? So what are some of them? Well, there, there are many barriers to direct trade when you're at the farm level first of all every everything seems to be an unknown Mm -hmm. Uh, institutions the you know the the co-ops the buyers they really don't want you to know how did you achieve a connection to the market they really want to keep you in the dark about the process and they actually build it up to be something extremely difficult, extremely risky. The finance market does want- the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. They, they, they want to uh, really make you be afraid of it. And mm. it, it makes sense because if you look at co-ops nowadays, they're actually struggling to get coffee good coffee because Mm -hmm. more and more small farmers are finding out okay if i go one step further from my harvest into the wet mill if even i kind of hire the wet mill of my neighbor and then i can dry my coffee natural all of a sudden i have a very special micro lot that coffee didn't go to the co-op so the co-op is not so happy now because they're not getting the volume they need to get and they're not getting that beautiful coffee they were expecting so they want to keep you in the dark Mm. and information for the small farmer as far as doing direct trade or any kind of exporting is is not available really it's not one part of the training that when when a lot of people talk about the farmers need to be provided uh, more loans and more training, more technical training is technical as far as what to produce, but not technical about how to export. Yeah, the, the, the legal side of the customs clearance and it, it's amazing to me the number of people across the supply chain that are heavily steeped in coffee don't know what FOB means. They don't know what farm gate means. They don't know what classic terms, how coffee is traded on the sea market. They don't know what certified coffee is. Um, and and then when you start to ask them, how come you don't know these terms, you start to realize, well, actually, they're so busy figuring out their tiny part of the supply chain mm-hmm. that they don't have the bandwidth to figure out the rest of it. And there are people conspiring against your success because the moment you start learning about this stuff you take away from their power to facilitate that link in the supply chain they need you to depend on them so that you pay them for their service and what you're saying is i'm going to take away all the middle section of the supply chain and i'm going to learn how to take care of myself yes yes and i think 
if we go back to like starting from the harvest, producers are, are not really incentivized to produce quality because the co-ops mm -hmm. are okay with just bring us as much volume as possible. They'll select the quality when they do their own sorting, when they receive, and they pay the producer the same price per cajuela, right? The, the yeah. volume measurement. So it starts right there where producers are trained to just pick as fast as you can right. and get paid as fast as you can. And you're just going to be a dependent of the C market pricing throughout the whole harvest period. And so when, when you don't even know about quality, you're already kind of being kept out of the game of exporting because yeah. when you're exporting direct trade, the first uh, requirement of the buyer is quality. So there, there is a gap right there. You have a trench already where you're like, well, I can't really export, but it's so sad because it's like they have the, these producers, they have beautiful coffee if they let it ripen. They have it if they would take it to a wet mill that knows how to process it right and maybe leave some honey on it and then do some patio drying instead of machine drying. But why would you even do that if nobody's going to give you much of a differential, right? Right. So uh, right there is 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 one gap. And then the other the other gap is the information, like you said, the logistics and the communication is intimidating. And and if you're a farmer, right word. yeah, it is totally intimidating. <laughs> if you're a farmer, you you really uh, don't have the time to to be online, figuring out and reading the exporting terms and trying to find mm. out logistics and pricing. You can barely, you know, have the energy to farm all day mm. and, and deal with all the climate change challenges that everybody's dealing on the ground and the the amazing. Uh, crazy weather patterns that we're having to deal with it almost feeling it feels like you're on your toes all the time trying to mitigate all these crazy patterns of uh, the you know the weather and so there's so many things that logistically farmers are are kept in the dark and is is very difficult i remember one of the very first customers we had um when he was he was staying in our house in costa rica and he said Marinella, you need to have an Instagram account, of course, 10 years ago or so. And you need to be posting all the stuff you're doing. And I said, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm 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 soaking wet, uh, in the rain, we're working, we are my hands are all muddy. You want me to be pulling out my iPhone to take pictures? <laughs> of how we're sliding down with a bag of fertilizer to try to get to the plants. And, and he's like, yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. And I'm like, that is crazy. And said, so, well, people need to know exactly mm -hmm. the effort that's taken for you to connect those dots. And when I started doing that, <laughs> my husband would get so mad. He would be like unloading something heavy. I'm like, hold on, let me take a picture of that. And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just going, you know. And we would get stuck in the mud and trying to get the, the harvest out. And, and while the car is spinning, I'm out taking a photography of that reality. It, it's crazy, but you can't expect that from the farmers. You know, no. you, can't, you can't expect the farmers to be able to provide that information. And, and it's a kind of entitlement, right? It's I a kind that. of in, entitlement that's necessary to placate the consuming end. 
Yes. Again, it depends how you look at it. On one side, you say it's it's an entitlement that the consuming end doesn't have the right to demand of producers. And then on the other side of it, you look at it and say, but the reality of it is if you want people to engage and pay attention from the consuming end of the supply chain, this is what's required to capture their attention and to separate your coffees out as a business from mm. other producers. None of it feels fair. None of it feels necessary, but it's, it is necessary. Yeah, I think that it, I mean, I don't blame the roasters and the consumers for wanting to know what's going on. And, and I, I do think that that really connects people because mm. I am always amazed to see when people come to the farm, the first thing they notice, there's no flat land. And so you're always kind of, you know, <laughs> you're you're like, oh, my God, this terrain is so hard. And when people, they're just walking without any weight on any, you know, no no cajuela, a basket of, of cherries, not, no, no bag of fertilizer, no pump or whatever on their back. And they're like sweating, <laughs> getting up there, getting dizzy <laughs> in the altitude. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so difficult. And I said, yeah, now try putting 20 pounds of beans around your waist and and squat down to pick the lower part of the of the tree because if you bend over you spill all your all your beans and they're like oh god I didn't think about that and so it is I I have found it very rewarding to to do to 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 share the real truth Mm. because people it's eye-opening and and we need to connect with not just all the just the success we need to connect with the struggle right and and i think that that's been very beneficial for farmers project to make uh real relationships to to really engage people because they know we're not just gonna put the shiny the shiny things out there the shiny micro lots and the shiny branding of our of our sacks when they make it to export and and get to the import port in the united states but what took to fill those sacks with that coffee is the real story. And yeah. um, a lot of people is like, tell me a little bit more about the story. And I said, I'll, I'd rather tell you a little bit more about the reality. Yeah, you beautiful. Know? I love so. it. Speaking of the reality, folks, the next episode, we're going to talk about some of the myths about coffee um, and specifically about coffee producers. Uh, when Marianella and I were talking about this idea Uh, it's kind of wild what some of those myths are. So join us in the next episode um, for some insight into the world of coffee producing that you may not have anticipated. I I really look forward to this discussion. Peace of and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.